You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Johnson. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Beauty and the Beast After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show, it's AfterBuzz TV's Beauty and the Beast After Show. Wow. This was a pick of Austin's, everybody. Welcome back, Beasties. We are back finally. It's been a long summer, and we are treating you to a special guest for our very first after show. Thanks for joining us. He can't even talk. He's too busy jamming out. I know, I know. It's a good song, though. I was waiting for my cue. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming back. We're excited to have you. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, so it's been a bit since we've seen you. What have you been doing other than growing facial hair? Uh, that's pretty <laughs> much it. It takes a lot. Uh, I don't have good genes in the facial hair department. As my dad, who tries every five years, and it just attest, doesn't, just doesn't happen. And there's, uh, it's there's an Amish thing to it, where I'm, I'm I'm feeling a little hipster because it's starting to like, if I can say pew pew about. That's so <laughs> At the nice. bottom there, <laughs> I feel like it's a virgin beard, and it just it's almost like a huge chin strap, and I'm trying to elevate it a little. Yeah, make it bigger. Better. I have a personal groomer on set, and she does all she can. That's so funny. So you are rocking the beard on Beauty and the Beast. Well, it's been three months since the, you know, the, the finale. The finale. Yeah. Wow. I never thought I'd see you with a beard on the show. I feel. I like... never thought I'd see myself with a beard, ever. <laughs> never, never the intention. Never wanted a beard. And if it, it gets okayed, I mean, like, when else am I going to have a beard unless I, you know, they do. Uh, I know. <laughs> Amish breaking Amish. Amish break. Well, breaking they have Amish breaking three. Amish. <laughs> That's an interesting show, but staying on the Beauty and the Beast topic, I guess, because we're not Amish and we're not breaking Amish here. What have you been up to this summer? Anything special, fun, working on different projects? Well, I always, you know, uh, try to, you know, find creative outlets uh, in other other ways other than acting. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's a constant. First of all, rest is one thing that I've been doing. (laughs) I bet. Uh, You know, and the fact that we found out we got picked up. I was driving back from Toronto and I found out at a rest stop three hours outside of L.A. before I got back. So uh, I was ready to go back to Toronto before I even got back to L.A. Um, And it was I think my summer was really it was a personal thing of seeing all my friends and family that Mm -hmm. I hadn't seen for 10 months and uh, spending just, you know, quality time with my wife and, you right. know, uh, taking care of the, the human side of the actor and, uh, mm-hmm. getting ready for whatever the second season had in store and, and to kind of recommit and re, re-energize. Right. I feel like you need to take a step back and be Austin for a bit, right? Yeah. You got to experience something because sometimes you get in a bubble and you're, mm-hmm. you're working, working, working. And as an actor, you have to have a life to draw from. It can't mm-hmm. be just, you know, oh, I've seen someone else do this. You, you, I mean, as an actor, I try to bring whatever I've experienced. So, you know, ups and downs. But when you have three months off and you you know you're working in three months as an actor, you're like, screw it. I'm going to, you know, do classes and, and go to the, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm a member of the actor studio. So I go there and, you know, kind of keep fresh. But at the same time, it's, hey, 
Let's let's meet for dinner and drinks, you know. <laughs> happy hour. <laughs> yeah, happy hour for three months. Yeah, well, I feel like you need it, though. You guys are there for a long time. It's yeah. cold there. You come back to L.A. It must be pretty nice, refreshing. Yes, it is it is a foreign country. Yes. E- even though it's very close it's very in close culture. To us. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so when did you go back officially to start season two? Uh, right after Comic-Con. The day okay. after Comic-Con wow. ended, we started production on, uh, I believe it was the... 22nd, I believe. Wow. So you guys, you don't, you have three months off, but that must fly by. I feel like we just wrapped and we're back again. Oh, totally. Totally. Um, But it does feel weird after getting 22 episodes of scripts and revisions and, you know, that the the grind of memorizing Mm -hmm. and re-memorizing because it's changed and then doing it and and getting, uh, getting the show out there. And then all of a sudden, woof. There's it's nothing over. left. It's, but it's not over. It's just like, <laughs> you know, vacation. we had maybe like, I guess, two weeks or a week and a half or so of not knowing what was going on mm-hmm. when we finished, when we wrapped. So there was a week of, okay, we could be going back. We're like plan A, plan B, plan mm-hmm. C. The show gets picked up. We do this. The show doesn't get picked up. We do this. And plan C is who knows. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? But no. luckily you guys got picked up. I know. So. That was easy to figure out. How was Comic-Con? That place is crazy. And BC's that you guys are insane fans. So I can only imagine what that was like for you guys. Well, I know one uh, uh, beastie that we, we we keep encountering in L.A. said she woke up. Uh, she's from L.A. She woke up at 2 in the morning wow. to get to Comic-Con at 4.30 or 5 when uh, the doors open so that she can get into the the, the room that we were having the panel and, you know, stay for whatever was before us and be there. Because that was the big thing is, like, there's a huge line outside because there are other shows and mm-hmm. other, you know, um, events in that same room right afterwards. So people camp out overnight, get to the, you know, get into the room early in the day, even if their panel is the last panel. And, you know, that's what, you know, beasties are crazy. So, you know, they yeah. did that. They're crazy in the good way. I mean, they're so dedicated to this show. All summer, people have been tweeting at us. I'm sure yep. they I know they've been tweeting at you. I've seen them, you be <clears throat> retweeting them. It's, they're very loyal followers. And I feel like you don't really find this with many other CW shows. This has really been kind of like a cult-like show for them. Oh yeah, I mean, and and I think from the beginning they they made it that, and because of the story and the epic romance, and mm-hmm. I think uh, the way we we've kind of reimagined it, uh, or the the writers have reimagined the show, and the CW has put it out. It's it, it's kind of inspired them, and the fact that early on it was you know kind of touch and go about you know our audience and and the ratings and. The rating systems that are mm-hmm. kind of askew, <laughs> but are changing this year. Um, and uh, I think when you have that that fear of uh, you know losing something that you mm-hmm. really enjoy and like, it that motivated them in the beginning. And then the success, you know, with the People's Choice and winning all these online polls, mm-hmm. and and they still did it. They did, you know, like. Uh, e online, I think, did uh, Hottie of the Week. Yeah, e news, e news did Hottie of the Week, and then it was kind of right when we got picked up. So it was upfront week in May. So Jay won the first week, Chris <laughs> won the second week, and then I won the third week. And they were like, "Okay, we'll we might have to, have to ch- you know, we might have to change the rules of this because <laughs> it seems like beasties pick up on those things and kind of motivate and and get get the stuff done." 
Yeah, they're really dedicated, and the fact that they're going out of their way to make a point that they love this show. Yep. It's not just tweeting about it, talking about it with their friends. They're saying to the whole world, we yeah. love this, and we want it to come back. Yeah. All over the world. It's crazy the people we get tweets from, and then I'm sure you get tweets from. Yeah, yeah. It's insane. But the, not only have they fallen in love with Beauty and the Beast, people have really taken a liking to JT. What do you think it is that kind of draws them to that character? Um, I think he's... Uh He's just the ever loyal, ever present, uh, support system for Vincent. Uh, and in Vincent's extreme circumstances of being a beast and being hunted by a secret government black ops organization, uh, he has been there and, and supported his best friend, uh, you know, seemingly with no questions asked mm-hmm. and done things that I don't know if he thought he could do. Right. Um, the writers write things <laughs> every episode that I'm like, oh, that's a new skill. <laughs> I was like, JT gets cooler and cooler and, and more versatile as, as a person and also as, uh, you know, a sidekick mm-hmm. in, you know, the modern sense of the sidekick where he's not going to put on tights and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> a mask be, or anything. Be the boy wonder. <laughs> um, the, the, Nina and I joked about that, that, you know, if Tess and, and JT, ever came together that she would be Batman. And you'd be <laughs> and Robin. I would be Robin. Um, well, you know. she's very intense on the show. I mean, I think I that know. is how it would have to play out. But no one wears pants in that relationship, so I guess. No, no, nobody JT does. only wears pants when he has a bat or a uh, train gun in his hand. <laughs> yeah, when he really needs to. Yeah. But yep. I think also you're very, your character is very relatable. Um, we don't all encounter beasts in our daily life. So as much as we love him, you know, we love Vincent, but I don't know a Vincent and I don't really know a cat who is in love with a beast. I don't know these people. I feel like right. maybe viewers know JT. Yeah. And I, you know, what I try to do and I get the opportunity to play a lot of roles like that, you know, kind of an everyman, but a unique uh, character, uh, everyman with you know, idiosyncratic behavior and, and quirkiness and <laughs> glasses. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I, I, what I try to do is always bring, uh, you know, human quality, whether it's in the beginning of the season, a lot, there was a lot of, you know, snapping at, uh, JT snapping at, at Catherine. And, you know, after maybe one episode or two episodes, it started getting to the point where I, as an actor and as someone trying to create a three dimensional character, was trying to find other dimensions and other ways to get what I was trying to accomplish done. Mm-hmm. And what I was trying to accomplish is get her away. <laughs> away. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, but, you know, and then I think even from the first episode, the end of the first uh, episode after the pilot, where she comes and returns the uh, the photo, mm-hmm. um, the, the photo from Afghanistan with him and his uh, army buddies, he sees that there's a a note of real care and real um and that grows throughout the season mm-hmm. with cat and and jt's awareness of it to the point where he becomes you know team vincat right. uh when alex comes into the picture and Mm-mm. throughout the season he's you know he's put his life on the line and he's gone out of his way to uh juggle a lot of you know proverbial balls in the air um <laughs> to maintain vincent's you know uh, safety, his happiness, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and also cats in in some ways. Yeah, they all kind of seem 
towards the end of the season, you guys all came together kind of as a group. You know, you, Kat, Vincent, Tess, everybody's on board with this right now. And it's interesting to see from the beginning of the season to where it is now. And I think that's also why the fan base keeps growing because, you know, we all went into the show not knowing what it was going to be and having certain expectations. And I feel like it surpassed it. But what do you think that quality of all of them kind of working together does for the show? Because well, moving forward, it must change the dynamics a lot. Yeah, and I think well, you get to see, and I think the theme for season two is is going to be, or is, who am I? And the, it's the name of the first episode. Mm-hmm. And for each character, it's going to be uh, a, a journey or a, uh, a revelation of who they are individually and mm-hmm. as a member of this team. And as an actor and, and, you know, as observer of people in life, Dynamics change when new people get introduced into a uh, a group. Mm-hmm. So Vincent and Catherine act one way with each other. When JT's there, they act another way, and each person has a role in that threesome. Right. <laughs> and then, for you, lack of well, a better term, yeah, the BCs are a, a randy bunch, so we have to use uh, kind of, double entendres like yes. that. Yes, uh, and and then you know with Tess, it it adds this other you know kind of. Not doppelganger, but like, you know, opposing force for JT mm-hmm. because they each in their own world with, you know, Tess with Kat and, and JT with Vincent provide a similar support system and, you know, wise ass remark and, and, mm-hmm. and, and jokes and, and humor. And so when they're together, that kind of it, it builds to a, a weird <laughs> climax in it. So, um, I think that's going to be an interesting dynamic, how all of them work together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, with Gabe now, everyone knows he's alive. So yes. how is that factor into the whole, mm-hmm. um, uh, Vincent, Catherine romance and also the, the safety of everyone? Mm-hmm. Because now everyone's involved. Everyone's also in danger and mm-hmm. at risk. So, um, and what secrets there are between them, among them and, that they're trying to keep from everyone else. Right. And so we left off. The season finale was kind of huge. We're all kind of left wondering what's going to happen. Is there any tidbits you can give us? Anything we can expect going into this season in general or even the premiere? Well, I think uh, what I what I can say is, you know, it's been three months. So uh, a lot has happened. Okay. Vincent has been in the custody of Muirfield for that time. And things have changed. Mm-hmm. You know, he has been... Uh, evolved as a beast to a point where he's a new version of what of the beast that we left in in the last episode of last season. So what we know of Vincent as a beast has now kind of morphed into these past three months of whatever Muirfield did to him. He's coming back with different powers, different, you know, um, issues that he's working with. And it's, I think, up to Kat and and JT and, you know, the rest of the team, I think, you know, from J- JT and Kat outwards, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because that's, you know, just as, you know, the actor that plays JT, I <laughs> think like that. So um, the the story always center around, uh, centers around my story right. um, or the episodes center around my arc. And so um, from my perspective as JT, it's, you know, bringing those three months back to today and, and trying to figure out where JT and Vincent are. If anything's changed and if, you know, they have to kind of reignite their friendship mm-hmm. and the same thing with Kat and Vincent, you know, v- reigniting their romance and, and falling in love again mm-hmm. because there are certain situations that they 
I, I don't know if I can even say this, <laughs> but uh, um, I, it's probably out there. But I mean, um, you know, he's changed. So he's uh, there's a there's two things. One, they, they're trying to figure out what's going on with him as a beast mm-hmm. and what he's involved in, because it's. If you think Muirfield was big, this whatever he's, he's involved in is kind of way bigger. Okay. And uh, and so and the, on the second level, I think they're trying to connect with him on a personal level. He's you know been brainwashed and been you know uh, kidnapped and has. Uh, what's that syndrome where you kind of sympathize with your kidnappers? Oh, I, yeah, where you won't run away because yeah, yeah, yeah I know it's what kind you're of like about. that. It's okay. kind of, uh, and um, I think they're trying. It's a it's a push and pull emotionally and personally for them as you know, JT's best friend and Catherine's love. Mm-hmm. Um, that they're working on two levels is trying to figure out what's going on and also trying to connect with him, uh, the the old Vincent, get the old Vincent back. Right. Um, even though he's changed as the beast version of Vincent. So not only has Vincent changed, I'm assuming all of you changed with him. What are traits that JT maybe has acquired or that you've brought to the character? I know I talk to a lot of actors who say, you know, I make up situations from his past or that, that make JT the way he is or whatever character. Do you do that? Have you changed who you think JT is at all? I Well, I, I don't think – well, JT's core, he, he's never – I don't think gonna necessarily change. Mm -hmm. It's how that translates or uh, uh, becomes evident in the Mm storylines. And so I think what's changed is that, you know, if you think about the story of JT losing his friend in Afghanistan, Mm -hmm. first of all, he lost his best friend's brothers. And so they're basically family to JT in Mm -hmm. 9 11. Then his, his best friend, his only remaining kind of contact and um, Buddy leaves for Afghanistan and dies, or as far as he's con- concerned, until he comes back and JT Seriously. takes him in. And so there's a whole arc of that history that, you know, we might see more of in season two. And I'm hoping that we do because that, you know, it adds so many other dimensions to their relationship mm-hmm. that really haven't been seen and were always underneath um, for season one and will be there for season two. And so mm-hmm. that 10 years, he's cared for, kept, you know, like provided for mm-hmm. um, Vincent and now he's kidnapped which is the h- horrible and it's every time Catherine brings that fact back it's a, it's frustration and failure are the neon lights that go on in, in JT's world because mm-hmm. everything he tried for those 10 years to cure him, to keep him safe failed ultimately after 10 years and so it's a guilt that comes with that and mm-hmm. also that you know, a dependence, that codependence, the codependent bromance, right. as I like to call it, because now he's on his own and he's also, who am I, figuring out the past three months who he is without Vincent and as a professor, as a as a, a scientist, and, you know, and you catch him in the beginning writing a book and, and that's part of his path and trying to not separate himself from Vincent, but become his own man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hence the beard. That's hence a, that's a beard. physical choice. <laughs> um, but it's also, you know, it's been three months. He's, uh, he's, he's grown up. He, JT's all grown up now. And, uh, well, yeah. it, it's true. It, it's almost like a breakup. You know, when you break up with somebody, you refine yeah. who you are and define who you want to be. Are we going to, we saw little bits of it last season. Are you going to have a love interest? Do you know? 
Well, yeah, I think um, the there's some scenes early on. I mean, we, we were only on episode six, filming wise. Mm-hmm. So, um, and in two weeks, the you know you'll see the first episode. So, um, I think we'll be on episode seven or eight at that point. But uh, he. I don't think the thing with Sarah is working out, <laughs> unfortunately, because of his situation. And right. as you remember last time when he was wearing his uh, his sports jacket and, and uh, graphic tee and supposed to go meet Sarah's meet parents, parents, that didn't happen because mm-hmm. of Beast Gabe. And so and he, because he was really scared, you know, um, and concerned for Vincent. But he used that as an excuse because he's scared. And I don't think he was ready for it. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, this season, because of this team and we're working in close quarters, his relationship with Tess, and it hasn't necessarily evolved yet, but there's a potential that that could lead to something. Um, there's a really, uh, I think, nice scene. I Hopefully it comes out nice. I haven't seen it. So who knows? I tried. <laughs> we'll we'll we, be the judge of that. <laughs> we tried to make, you know, make it a, a kind of a, just a moment between them of uh, understanding, camaraderie, and, and also that they're playing for the same team and they're on the same side. Mm-hmm. And that is just the, you know, the beginning, the spark of a possible, uh, you know, romance there. But I think it could be, as my wife says, the Monica and Chandler of Ooh. Beauty and the Beast. Uh, so uh, that could take several <laughs> seasons. It could take forever. <laughs> it could take forever. But um, I, I think the fans and, you know, the Beasties r- would love they that want it dynamic. Bad. Oh, totally. And, uh, you know, we've uh, Nina and I have. I was like, "What? What do we call this? What do we call our? Yeah, you know, there's Vincat. Jess. Jess. Some people said Jess. J Tess. <laughs> I like, and I think this was uh, this was actually Nina's idea. J T and T. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> yeah, that is actually very so, clever. Well, a name will appear eventually if that is to happen. If that happens, yeah. species are going to go crazy. <laughs> They're going to go crazy. Yeah. I know Ali Kona. She's not here right now. She wanted to be very badly, but she's been a big advocate for JT right. and Tess from the get-go. Well, she really didn't like uh, Tess and, and Joe. No, no, she did not. You guys not. didn't last time. I remember you like, what is this? So, you know. Well, you know, adultery is never okay. So no. we weren't fans. It's hard to, you know, it's hard to, you know, <laughs> dig yourself out of that uh, trust di- ditch. Yeah, yeah. We were never a fan of that, but I, she's always. I'm not always, a fan of it either, yeah. by the way. No, adultery. Just, that's for my wife. <laughs> <laughs> FYI. Not, totally not a fan for of it. For those of you at home. <laughs> for either of us. <laughs> no, I agree. And I just think, you know, people want this. So I would love to see that happen. But, you know, it seems like there's a lot going on. There's a lot for us to look forward to with this season. Is there one highlight for you that you're most excited about or just happy to be back? Well, I think the, the highlight that I, I mean, for me at least, from my perspective is because uh, we were kind of under a new regime, mm-hmm. uh, new showrunner, uh, and he's got a you know a game plan, a five year plan, and he, for the show, mm-hmm. and it's not only it goes beyond this season; it goes beyond just uh, season to season. It, you know, trying to map out a, a mythology for the arc of this mm-hmm. this fairy tale, right. um, this modern day fairy tale, and through that we're. You're, you know, with JT, it's you're going to find out more of the history of JT and, and Vincent, and I think also it's allowing J. You know, the more dynamics there are to the plot and the story, you're the more it gets revealed about each character. Mm-hmm. So with each new 
conflict that they come up against this team of you know Vincent fighters <laughs> like Vincent, team, team Vincent. Vincent yeah yeah team Vincent uh the the more you see of who the characters are and you know there's always great uh great comic lines and there's a couple of good ones mm-hmm. early on and what i like the most about it is JT's uh weird <laughs> and complicated dynamic with Gabe <laughs> Uh, I can imagine what that's like. We posted a picture and everyone's like, oh, are you cheating on Vincent with Gabe <laughs> as as your bromance? And uh, because it was an awesome picture. But I think he's just part of the team because he hates Muirfield just as much. Right. And uh, that's on a judgmental, objective level. But from a JT perspective, this is the guy that, uh, you know, three months ago was trying to kill my best friend right. to save his own life and and forage his <laughs> forage his organs his his, system, his lymphatic system whatever for uh survival and so uh it, that's going to take a lot of earning on his part uh mm-hmm. to to overcome that obstacle in their relationship and the lines and the you know I li- I like the fact that I don't have to you know with with Cat and JT there's always you know uh, a sympathy mm-hmm. win those lines, even in the you know very kind of aggressive get the hell out of the, you know right. our lives lines. Um, but with Gabe, there is no sympathy because he you know did the opposite of what Cat did. did. Yeah, I'm excited to see that actually, and that's always my favorite part of the show. The Beasties who watched this after show know I'm a fan of the funny lines, the one-liners, and you and Tess, especially JT and Tess, because that's where the comedic relief comes a lot of the times, and I need that in a show. So I'm looking forward to that very much. Yeah. Uh, But So we're all looking forward to this season, but you had a nice break. You recently had a birthday. We were talking about the BCs. One of the BCs uh, put together a video montage for yeah. you, correct? And Ali Kona was a part of it. Her name's Angie Redding. What was that like for you to know you have a following that is willing to come together and do this? Well, uh, they, you know, there was these little. Uh, there's a woman, Anita from Texas, uh, Anita Graves, that actually kept, you know, tweeting, you know, little clues about what was going to happen. I was like, what is going on? And I'm like, I know they're <laughs> planning something because they kind of did it for uh, Jay and I think they did it for Nina. Happy birthday. You know, happy B-Day, Jay. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did a trend. I was like, oh, you know, I figured they'd do a trend. And then when I woke up and I saw, like, my Twitter feed kind of blowing up and the fact that they did a an actual website. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they have a fan site. Angie does a lot of fan videos and really she awesome. Is, yeah. She did the video to Roar mm-hmm. to kind of get the beasties roaring over the summer to, you know, get ready for season so two. So creative. And, really yeah. creative on your part. And she's, it, apparently she's self-taught because of the wow. show. It motivated her in her free time to kind of do stuff like this. And she has learned over, and with each video, it gets better and better. And mm-hmm. obviously the, <laughs> the birthday video with everyone's personal messages or, you know, pictures or, you know, uh, they had like montages that mm-hmm. they did and people sang happy birthday to me from South <laughs> Africa. That was nice. really, really nice. And their daughter sang. Aww. And so uh, it was just really sweet and, and really, uh, you know, comforting as, as an actor on the show that people are enjoying what I'm doing and enjoying the show and, and so much so that they're going out of their way to uh, show their affection. And and from my perspective, is all I try to do with Twitter. I mean, there's a promotional aspect to it. There's uh, a very kind of 
comedic aspect you could you know nina does some great tweets uh, about life in general (laughs) (laughs) that i haven't even attempted to try to do yet but um i think from my perspective is you know i come from theater training and and you know in new york i i did a lot of plays and as a comedian too uh, especially with with a play you have an immediate response Mm -hmm. an immediate like uh validation of the work you've done or the joke or, you know, in general, the story of what you presented mm-hmm. um, to the audience. And they're there. There's an energy in the room. And with Twitter, it's not immediate, but there is a an, another type of energy that's kind of out there that I feel is is a positive one for performance, especially on TV and film, where you don't have the audience right there mm-hmm. to respond. And so... I've only had positive experiences. Some people have had negative experiences, yes. <laughs> but I think if you put positive out there, you, you're going to get positive back. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and my whole thing is that it's not a, a, just a kind of a wall of me tweeting and people retweeting and responding and not getting a response. I don't have, you know, millions of followers like, <laughs> like Beliebers and Biebers and, no. you know, uh, <laughs> that is insane. The yeah. amount of followers. And so it, you know, gets harder for them to necessarily respond. But to a degree, I think, uh, you know, not necessarily pointing anyone out, but I don't know if they would actually respond. And I know some people do, and it's appreciated because it's recognition that there's an audience and they serve just as much a, as uh, as a performer in a, in that relationship, mm-hmm. there's a equality there that without the other, the other one doesn't exist. So mm-hmm. um, you know, it's 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 about that, and it's about you know being a just treat people as you would have you know you know treat do unto others as you would have them do unto you, mm-hmm. and uh, and sometimes you get more back. And yeah. in the case of my birthday, so. I know, it was so sweet of them. The Beasties are great, and we're all looking forward to season two. Before we wrap this up, thank you again for taking the time to come here. You are only in town for a short time, right? You're in and you're out, back to Toronto. Yep. So thank you for coming. Is there anything you want Beasties to know, or if, I don't know if you're working um, anymore? I know you do a lot of work for the Type 1 Diabetes Research. If there's any events you need people to know about, um, or just tune in for the premiere. Well, I think November is actually di- you know National Diabetes, World Diabetes Month, um, um, but uh, just you know, be aware and, and kind of uh, if you want to donate money to JDRF, that's that would be <laughs> very much appreciated. Uh, but um, I think for you know beasties in general, I put something on uh, Twitter that uh, just a, you know kind of like a beastie bandwagon, uh, BATB bandwagon campaign of spreading the word and getting you know the word out there, which I know they're good at. Um, they're good. amazing at, at voting <laughs> and you know uh, Anita also did a post-it challenge where they're putting random post-its in you know in the the antacid section <laughs> of the uh, the grocery store or the the tissue section so funny because that's what you'll need to watch a show and then um, also in in bars because some people drink when <laughs> you, they watch you need a, show. a drink after watching these shows oh totally and so uh, you know from my perspective I, I put uh, you know these t-shirts Beastie T-shirts. Gotta um, get one. <laughs> you can win a Beastie T-shirt. I have one in every size, and so uh, you know it, you have to prove your worth on Twitter. Uh, how how you're promoting the show in what creative way, and and it's it's about numbers, but it's also about creativity and and just you know getting the word out there in a, mm-hmm. in a, in a positive way, and you're not not badgering people, but right. <laughs> you know inspiring people to watch the show. Um, and there's going to be a lot of stuff with the the writers. Twitter page, the BATB Nation Tumblr account, 
just pay attention in the next couple of weeks okay. because we have new things coming out in addition to the art contest that has been going on and I think ends this week. Okay. Uh, you know, all these prizes, all these, you know, activities, trendings. Guys. Trending is going to be important. Not necessarily trending, but Twitter activity mm-hmm. is now, I think, starting in a couple of weeks or a week. Uh, Twitter, uh, Nielsen has a rating system that is Twitter based. So, right. um, it's going to supplement the, tw- the Nielsen ratings on TV and we'll see how that works out for the beasties. It's a lot of competition out there. A lot of people. It's tweeting, a lot of competition, so. but the beasties, man, they yep. are on Twitter yep. often all hours of the day. So I'm sure you guys can get it done at home, yeah. but thank you again for coming. Um, what's your Twitter handle for the beasties that don't know it? It's at Austin basis. So Just make sure. Yeah, yeah. At Austin basis, make sure you check them out and make sure you check out the season premiere guys. It's coming up fast. So don't forget about yeah. it. Thank you again for coming. Thank you. And I'm Paige Sullivan as always. And I will see you for the premiere in a couple weeks from Bing.com executive producers, Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. But the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 